You're listening to the Screaming Pods Network. Welcome to the Screamcast episode 156. I am Sean DeRager and with me is Stephanie Crawford. Hello. Joining us from Florida, Brad Hollywood Henderson has arrived. Brad, good mor- uh, Good evening. <laughs> Do, were you going to say good morrow? Good morrow? <laughs> good morrow, good sir. Good morrow. <laughs> um, hi. It's been a while since I've been on the show with Stephanie, so it's pretty exciting. I know, I know. Uh, we want to thank all of you guys for listening to our last episode, which was a couple interviews, which was pretty awesome. Uh, we're going to try to be getting a lot more interviews this year. Those are a bit harder to do, especially with a handful of guests or a few of us to try to line everything up. But I think it's going to be, uh, I think I got an action plan and I'm just going to start collecting interviews. And uh, if one is ready, I'll put it into the episode. And if uh gather a couple and we haven't put an episode out, I'll just combine them together into an episode and we'll just kind of have fun with it so but i like doing the interviews and i think we'll be uh trying to do a lot more so uh if there's anyone out there that you guys think that we can uh, would actually slum it and show up on the screencast and as if it's someone you'd love to hear an interview with uh drop us a line connect okay. us i'm not talking to you brad i'm talking to oh, our, our okay. listeners oh, yeah our dear Hollywood. glorious listeners <laughs> But the same, uh, same thing goes with uh, for you, Stephanie, and for you, Brad, of course. That oh, goes without saying, Okay, though. cool. All right. Uh, today, we have a fun show lined up today. We are talking about the film from 1986 starring Elizabeth Shue and Terrence Stamp. It is called Link. Uh, then we'll move into a movie that's uh, right now on Shudder. And Brad has mentioned it before. It is called Mon 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 Monsters. And then it will close out the show. Uh, we'll close out the evening uh, with a reading from The Gate 2. Mm. Out on Scream Factory. Uh, but first, everyone, let's jump into what's on our doorstep. Oh, shoot. <laughs> Holy cow. I almost forgot. We'll get the door. Let's All right. Go first. Oh, come Step- on. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's see what I've seen. Okay. The I finally got around to it. I'm a little embarrassed that's taken me so long, but I finally saw Amsterdam. Oh, yes. How dare you take so long? Uh, I haven't watched it either yet. <clears throat> yeah, I remember like months ago. You're like, oh, we're doing a Dick Moss episode. Everybody <laughs> spend a lot of money on those Blu-rays. We're going to do that episode. Uh, the interview didn't line up, so <laughs> it kind of <laughs> fell by the wayside. Well, I finally got to it. Um, Hamilton Books had it for sale. So I finally grabbed nice. it. Nice. It's amazing. 
It's um, so good. It's, it's ridiculous. Freaking good. <laughs> uh, there's that brutal scene right after the opening scene with the corpse on the canal. And I was sitting there screaming like a lunatic. Is what? that a band name yet? Corpse on Canal. It is mm, now. Copyright. It's going to be. Trademark. <laughs> Don't try it. Oh, but oh, it's it's so out there, and being in Amsterdam gives it such a unique flavor. Um, and it's it's kind of unique and quirky all on its own, but the location mixed with these uh, great characters. You have like a hard boiled detective with like a sassy teenage daughter, a sick killer like haunting the canals. Oh, it's so great! And then it ended. And then this woman starts singing a pop song about people getting killed. I know it has an Amsterdam song. How great is that? It's so great. And they have the music video for it, which is directed by no Dick. No way. Yes. Yeah. And it's incredible. And it's really gory. And did I, think I talk the- about it on the show? Or did we just talk about the Dick Moss episode? We Well, but a little bit of both. I think I, think I, you, you, I think you may have mentioned it. Yeah. Okay, the, we've we've talked about it. I just haven't chase. fucking watched them. The boat chase in Amsterdam is the most ballsy piece of cinematic movie making ever. Like that is the scariest shit. Is when they are flying on the boats in the water in those canals. Like whoever the stunt guys were for that were stupid. Like there's <laughs> no way talented. any logical person. Very talented, but also very dumb. Earning their paycheck. Jesus. Like that that, that gives me anxiety. <laughs> That's so. such a great recommendation for it though. Uh no, it yeah, it, it's gorgeous, actually. It's just filmed beautifully. It's like a high quality kind of action detective movie, but at the same time, there's so much uh gore. In it, there are some close-ups in there that are, really this is brutal than a large percentage of horror movies that I've been watching recently. And I think the pop singer's name of the Amsterdam song is Lois Lane, which <laughs> I don't know makes me like it even more. But there's like an umlaut in Lois Lane somewhere or something. <laughs> but yeah. um, what what should I watch next from him, Brad? Um, I would. Have you seen Saint? Mm-mm. Yeah, watch Saint. It's his Christmas Santa Claus killer movie. Oh, okay, but I'm not going to watch that till December. So, is there anything? Um, Lift is okay. Like it's it, it it's fine. The actually the German the German one is a little bit a uh, little bit better. Um, he has this movie called. Uh, it's actually like a trilogy. It's called Flotter. And if you can find that, um, that might be the way to go. It's like from the 80s. And it's, okay. and it's, a, and it's a comedy. And it's really, really fucking funny. Um, and they made like three of them. Uh, I know. I, I think a certain company is trying to pick them up um, for, for America. But I think there's just uh, some, you know licensing issues he had a movie with jennifer tilly uh in the 90s i think or maybe even early 2000s i can't think of the name of it and it was really fun um 
Well, just look him up. It's something with Jennifer Tilly in it. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's it's really it's really good. It's it's kind of, it's it's a mystery movie. Do not movie. disturb. Yes. Yeah, with William Hurt. Okay. Yeah, 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 with William Hurt, and um, uh, he plays some executive or something. Like all Dick Moss movies take place like in fucking Amsterdam, and he's like on this business. Some like these Americans in this uh, like um, taking a business super trip. Dragon. <laughs> Right. <laughs> he, <laughs> he goes to like to Amsterdam uh, to you know um, with his wife and his his kid and stuff like that and um, yeah, there's some crazy shit that happens. I don't want to give too much away, okay. but it's 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 pretty good. Jennifer Tilly is really great in it. Did I kind of start out with his strongest one? It sounds like a little bit. Well, he doesn't really have a big catalog. Mm, yeah. He has Do Not Disturb. He has, you know, Saint and Amsterdam, uh, Down and Lift, which are you know his his American remake of his own movie. And yeah, like I said, the Flotter movies. I don't, I can't think of anything else off the top of my head. All right, Stephanie, what else uh, have you been watching? I had a little bit of a random choice. I saw 2006's The Grave Dancers. From oh Mike my Mendes. god, I love that movie so much. <laughs> it's such a guilty pleasure because it's so stupid, but it's so good. That's exactly how it is. <laughs> because, yeah, it's it's very, like, it is very stupid. Like, oh, our friend died. Let's get drunk in the graveyard. Hey, who wrote <laughs> this? We'll never find out. But let's read it out loud and dance on the graves. And that's the how the plot starts. And if you sit there and think about it for half a second... Like step out of your horror movie brain because I kind of have a horror movie brain where I'm like I will accept any plot you give me, but I actually stepped outside of it. I'm like I don't know. I feel like we're all adults here, and I don't know. Just reading a random card out and then literally dancing on graves is. Should we go that way? Oh, let's go that way. But it was a lot of fun. Um, I like oh, it's a uh, I like Mike Mendez a lot, and. Um, He's uh, Megan, a fun filmmaker. Yeah, he is. Like, uh, he did the convent with uh, Megan Perry, and she was in this too. Yeah, yeah. And that's she was also movie on that's Buffy. Classic. Yeah, and she was on Buffy, and so is Claire Kramer. Kramer. So it was a little bit of a Buffy reunion, which I appreciated. Um, but yeah, the these friends get together and they raise up all kinds of madness. Uh, Kind of a ghost story. Uh, I really like the design of the, I don't know, reanimated creatures. They kind of reminded me of the, All the, the flying dead and stuff. Yeah, the flying deadite from Army of Darkness. I know you guys love those movies. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm a huge fan of Army of Darkness. <laughs> it's the best Evil Dead movie ever made. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, yeah, it had Dominic Purcell, who's everyone's favorite Dracula from Blade Trinity. And he was actually <laughs> really effective in this. And I liked seeing Josie Moran, who is a big model, but now she's, like, a multi-billionaire uh, skincare guru. And now you can, like, buy all of her stuff in Sephora. So I'm just, like, watching these terrible things happen to her. I'm like, man, her skin still looks so good, and I have her argan oil in my bathroom, so I know that shit works. <laughs> so that was, I don't know. 
<laughs> I guess my mind wandered a lot during it, but it's <laughs> absolutely right. It's a lot of fun. Um, it would be fun with a group of friends, I think. Yeah, I, I screened it for one of the marathons, and it went over really, really well. Yeah, I, I could definitely see that. Um, so, yeah, that I, I was happy I just randomly clicked on that. I didn't even know it was Mike Mendez when I originally clicked on it. So I do recommend that one if you can surrender to your horror plot brain. Yeah, I love the ghost. Like, there's the there's like the child, like uh, that, uh, like like fucking fire starter shit, and then they have like the axe, the axe guy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's like just a what, a, just a regular like killer or something like that. But yeah, I I, I love that movie so goddamn much. Um, it hit me at like it hit me at a time too where it was like I I was watching those eight movies to die for and most of those movies aren't very good, you know. Um, yeah, they're pretty. They're not they're not very intriguing. Like there's a couple that are actually you know fairly decent, and that was like one of those things where I was like, all right, let me try this one. And it's just I don't know it like if you told me that I was going to watch a horror film with Dominic Purcell. That wasn't Blade Three. I would have fucking laughed. Like I said, no way. Like that sounds really silly. I don't want to watch fucking Prison Break with fucking ghosts. Um, but I, um, I, I really thoroughly enjoy that movie, and I've I show it to a few people, and everybody says the same thing. It's like, man, that movie's stupid, but that's a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, you didn't show it to me, but I still found uh, it. I apologize. So oh, so and it it has a good amount of jump scares, which usually. Uh, never get me they actually got me like three or four times in this movie like what how'd they get me so i don't know he kind of i don't know how he did it but he figured out actual effective jump scare timing which i appreciated um oh okay and then to go in a completely different direction i just saw stonehurst asylum mm. yeah you don't like that one so much um, that, that's the one with Kate Beckinsdale, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I do not like that movie. I like Brad Anderson, but I do not care for that movie all that much. I was surprised I hadn't heard of it because it has Kate Beckinsale, Michael Caine, Sir Ben Kingsley. I mean, he's done an Uwe Boll movie by now. It's not gone two days anymore, <laughs> but still. And it has like half the cast of Harry Potter in it. Um, But yeah, it's based on an Edgar Allan Poe story. And basically, uh, Jim Sturgis arrives at an asylum. And we get a little backstory with Kate Winslet. And we see she's being treated pretty roughly as a patient. And uh, so Jim Sturgis shows up at this asylum. And she's staying there. And he's immediately taken with her. But... We kind of find out pretty quickly that uh, everything's completely fucked up at this asylum. Most people aren't who they say they are. And I don't know. I think I was really in the mood for like a classic gothic, gorgeous uh, asylum castle kind of thing because it just hit my sweet spot. Um, so I actually really enjoyed it. Uh, the cast was amazing. It's, it, you know, it's not like a full out hammer horror, like fucked up asylum movie or anything, but I think if you want something kind of 
gently spooky and atmospheric. Um, it's streaming on American Netflix right now, and it uh, it's a gorgeous looking movie. I really enjoyed it. Nice. <laughs> Maybe I'll give it another chance. <laughs> yeah. I yeah, I mean, I, I I love I love Brad Anderson. I think he, you know, he has a very unique um, way of storytelling. I, I'm even an apologist for uh, um, Halle Berry in that movie called The Call. I kind of like that too. I saw oh, that yeah, theaters, and he dressed. Yeah, I'm a fan of that one. Yeah, <clears throat> with Marissa Tomei and Vanessa. Vincent D'Onofrio. Yeah, yeah, that movie's really good. Um, everybody knows yeah. Session Nine, and then the um, the uh, it, I guess, yeah, the kind of the serial killer. Um, uh, well, maybe that was too much of a spoiler. The um, Trans Siberian with uh, Woody Harrelson and um, uh, Ben Kingsley. That movie's really good too. Yeah, I'm just so. surprised I didn't hear anything about this movie because the cast is insane. Um, oh, I can yeah, see why they signed yeah. up with it. But it's, yeah, no, I think the, it's um, Kate Mara's in it too. Yeah, it's really, really, really good. So, I mean, he's definitely, every time he makes a movie, I get a little excited because, I don't know, it's like he he hasn't made the same movie twice yet, which a lot of directors, yeah. even my favorite directors have done that. Mm-hmm. So um, he has a new one coming out that I haven't seen. It's got that guy from that TV show that everybody likes. Um, that's set like in the fifties or something. <laughs> oh, oh, Mad Men. Yeah, John Hamm. Okay. Yeah, yeah, he's in it. I haven't seen it oh, yet. Beirut. I think it's out. What is it? Beirut. Yeah, yeah. I think it's already out. I just haven't seen it yet. And it's got uh, that Shia Wingham, who's like fucking great and everything he's in. But is part of the reason you like him because his name is Brad Anderson? It's very close to my name, yeah. So I, I live <laughs> vicariously through Brad Anderson. Because when people <laughs> say it, I'm like, oh, it's me. Oh, yeah. I'm glad it's not a anything, uh, situation. Anything else, uh, Stephanie? Uh, that would be it for. Oh, oh Jesus! The, the dog say yes. Dogs. Yes, I'm what done. What the hell? What? Dog alarm. Dog alarm. That's the alarm. It's actually pre-recorded that I play when I'm when I think that you guys should be done talking. Oh, thanks. <laughs> like you just cut Stephanie off. I'm used to it. Uh, now Stephanie, before we recorded, uh, you did propose that we add something to this segment, which I thought was a really good idea. Thank you. And so does Charlie. Thank you, Charlie. Um, that, uh, you know, what What have we, something we've pre-ordered that we're super excited about. So is there anything that you have on pre-order that you just cannot wait till it arrives on your doorstep? Yeah. I mean, you'd like, <laughs> you'd like sell an organ or even possibly a piece of your soul uh, to have it now. Well, I'm sticking to plasma really? right now, but that might be in my future. Oh, okay. Now, before, <laughs> Brad immediately shot down my idea because he's not a big pre-order guy, uh, which I used I, to not pre-order I ever. I really don't know why you got to say that on the air. I mean, but, I just hey, that's cool. cool to know what I have to contend with. This is diva behavior left and right. <laughs> diva behavior. <laughs> 
Um, I did just order extra. It's Ooh, that's a lot of fun. I'm so excited about extra. I remember I rented it and I looked it up. I'm like, oh, I have to own it. And in region one, it was pretty dire, but um, I ordered it from amazon.co.uk and I can get it shipped for under $25 right now. So that's cool. the nice. Deal. And um, I'm super excited about Severin right now. Mm. There's Zombie 3, Zombie 4, and Shocking Dark, aka Tempty Tattoo. Well, you can be excited yes. about one of those. Which one? Shocking I bet I can't. Dark. No. Um, Come on, man. <laughs> the zombie movies are Zombie 3 is okay. Zombie 4 is pretty tough to get to get through. <laughs> so, I mean, it's just I mean, the, the 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 thing is that's interesting about Zombie uh, three and four is that um, just the history with uh, with everything that happened during the filming and and um, everything like that. So that's well, that's it comes the, with behind the scenes footage and interviews, so that makes it worth it to me. Yeah, so I I think that's the um, kind of special special part. So very nice. But, um, yeah. Yes, very nice. So I'm going to very... throw it over to one of these dudes now. One I'll go. These, one of these dudes. One of these dudes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have much because uh, since we last all were together, uh, whoever was together last, uh, I've been super busy, but I did get a chance to watch a few things. Um, I watched Stuart's Go- Stuart Gordon's Pit and the Pendulum. Ooh. And uh, I think I saw, I watched it because I saw you tweet about it, Stephanie. Yeah, copycat. Um, yeah, totally, totally a copycat. And I'm a, I'm a huge sucker for like religious horror. So like a, you know, a, a movie that takes place during like the Inquisition, uh, you know, in, with, uh, you know, Catholic torture, uh, yeah, and Lance Henderson and, and all that. So, uh, I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, Stephanie, you were right because you said she looks just like the actress in. Um, uh, I'm having a brain blank right now. Hold on. Jessica Harper. She looks just like Jessica Harper. Yeah. Uh, Suspiria. And like I couldn't get that out of my brain like as because I saw you tweet that out. And uh, I mean, she looks almost identical to Jessica Harper. I don't, I don't know. I don't know who it is. But. Uh, anyway, if you're a fan of basically Catholic Inquisition torture porn, uh, give uh, Pitt and the Pendulum a try. Mm, it's funny because at first I thought Blu-ray, I was pretty right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Up, yeah. It's super yeah. cheap. Yeah. 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 All their movies are. Um, <laughs> I need to watch <laughs> Castle Freak next. I think that's next oh, on the uh, agenda. Have you seen it all? No, I haven't. That I have the Blu-ray, so. I kind of got the, I was like, man, I need to watch Castle Freak now. But, uh, so anyway, uh, give that a shot. Uh, Lance Henderson is, uh, is over the top as this, uh, did you watch, the, I'm so priest. sorry. Did you watch the bloopers on the disc? No, I need to watch those. You have, because it's just Lance okay. fucking up and yelling at people, <laughs> laughing at his own bad jokes. It's amazing. Perfect. Perfect. Sounds, it sounds a lot like me. Uh, next I watched, uh, the la- <coughs> excuse me, 
the latest Tremors movie, uh, Tremors 6, Cold Day in Hell. Uh, it's a Tremors sequel. So, you know, what? Uh, how, how much you like the Tremors movies, the sequels starring Michael Gross, uh, you know, it will depend on how You're far you go with this. You're not going to mention Jamie Kennedy? I was about to mention... I'm waiting to hear the ratio. Jamie, Jamie Kennedy. Kennedy. Yeah, Jamie Kennedy was in the last one, and he's in this one. Uh, it's okay. Like, it's just as good as the other like sequels. Uh, five was okay. It's, it's, like, it's like the same thing. Like, five was okay. Yeah, five's okay. You know, I mean... Um, I like two and this three. One, yeah, I mean the first Tremors is so good, and with with Kevin Bacon and and I'm so like angry now that like Sci-Fi ditched the series, the Tremors series, and then the trailer leaked of the series that looks ten times better from what I saw in Tremors Day: A Cold Day in Hell. It's like give me that, like I, I it's such a shame. Uh, it's, it's funny that they would like try to kickstart uh, t- another. Like the thing is, there was already a TV show of Tremors, mm-hmm. and it was like <laughs> yeah, it failed was. miserably. Did you know that? Right. I vaguely remember yeah. it. Yes, and yes. it was fine, but like it was like, hey, what should we do? Like, you know that failed TV show? Let's do that again. Like, <laughs> how does that work? Like, but but I don't understand why they they're not. It. I mean, the sequels have actually been mon like kind of sort of successful i mean they're on six tremors movies i don't understand why they don't i mean bring michael gross in bring everyone in and do a series like the ideas are fun enough but the whole thing like the sequels are missing is like kevin bacon's character is so fun uh that that's missing it's missing that is he gonna do the new tv show oh yeah yeah because i saw some things they shot the pilot see i feel like bacon will have locked it down for him he, he couldn't lock it down. Is bacon not currency anymore? I don't know what to believe in anymore. Well, bacon is delicious. Um, Kevin Bacon used to be delicious. He's kind of showing his age. So he's not bringing home the bacon. Maybe not. How <laughs> long awful. will you allow me to drag this out? <laughs> All right. Uh, so anyway, so if you're if you're curious about Tremor Six, it's it showed up on Netflix. So if you're a fan of the sequels, you know, grab a beer or your favorite cocktail uh, and sit down and watch it. It's 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 pretty fun. It's it's one of the better sequels. Uh, next up, I watched a film starring Ice Cube's clone uh, and Gerard Butler. Uh, called Den of Thieves. Now, this is like kind of a Michael Mann wannabe kind of heist film. Uh, You really have to let your suspension of disbelief really kind of take a break, especially towards the end of the film, once they kind of see like what their heist was and how they did it, because it makes (laughs) zero sense. At least, like, I can't figure out how the logistics would work because they don't explain it. But... Uh, it, it has a couple strong kind of shootouts in the vein of heat. Um, Gerard Butler is cranked to 11 and Ice Cube's clone uh, is pretty fantastic. O'Shea Jackson. Yeah, why do you keep saying Ice Cube's um, clone? That's his kid. Because he looks exactly like freaking Ice Cube. It's because it's his son. I know. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, 50 Cent is in this. Uh, anyway, it's a, it's, it's a pretty good kind of heist flick. Definitely like it wants to be like a grade heist movie. 
Uh, but it it goes down to B kind of B grade. It's it's you know it's gloriously violent. Uh, the shootouts are great and the plot preposterous. So take that for what I loved it. <laughs> I mean, I had a, a blast with it. Uh, next up is a movie that uh, called Hostels. And if you're the kind of person that likes getting your teeth pulled without any painkillers, uh, you will love this film. It is uh, it's beautifully shot, but uh, you you're, you're basically are kind of punching yourself in the groin all the way through because this thing is so freaking bleak. Uh, but I loved it uh, in its bleakness. Christian Bale is very strong in this. Wes, uh, Wes Studi as, uh, as Chief Yellowhawk is fantastic. I always, I always love him uh, whenever he shows up in films. Uh, but anyway, it's a really bleak Western, kind of Civil War era Western. Um, have a stiff drink beforehand and one ready afterwards. And mm. Rosamund Pike is in this as well, but uh, it's the be- the opening scene. If you can't get through that, you may not want to sit out the rest, sit through the rest of the movie. But it opens bleak. It is bleak, but also there's like kind of a beauty to it. Um, I really loved it. A really well crafted film, but uh, bleak AF. Did I mention it was bleak? Yeah, you've watched a lot of movies you think require alcohol lately. That's interesting. <laughs> I, I do not have a problem. <laughs> I'm drinking water right now. I'm proud of you. All right. Uh, that's all I got. And then uh, for what I, what's on my doorstep, what is going to be arriving on my doorstep, pretty pumped about. This is, uh, this is, this is UK edition here again. But uh, if you ha- I'm not sure if these are region free or not. I think they might be. But um, Indicator uh, announced that they're releasing Hammer Volume 3, their third Hammer box set called blood and terror and this one has the camp on blood island the stranglers of bombay yesterday's enemy and the terror of the the hell does that say tongs the terror of the the terror of the tongs like tongs like like you eat with or like cook with you could do some fucked up things with tongs (laughs) you could (laughs) So this is uh, on Amazon UK. Of course, Indicator is a UK company putting out some really amazing work. If you follow Brian Sauer at all, uh, he is pimping these hardcore as well. And uh, But these hand, these box sets are pretty beautiful, and I'm excited to get that one. Also on order, because I'm going to be talking about it in the next Xenopod from the year 5000. Extra podcast plug. Uh, Dennis Hopper... And in Stuart Gordon's Space Truckers is hitting Blu-ray <laughs> in a week uh, in the UK. So it'll take a little longer to get to me. But uh, Space Truckers is uh, a pretty fun, not good. stupid, and can't be a shit. Uh, <laughs> pretty fun, not good. There's like there's like space hogs, like little like literally like pigs, space pigs. So space hog isn't just a band, everybody. They're real. And Dennis Hopper is uh, know, transporting Kuba them across the galaxy. Mario, Steven Dorff is in it as Mario well. <laughs> it's, it uh, it's it's I think it's actually pretty fun. I've it's been a while since I've watched it, so I'm gonna have to I'm gonna revisit it and we'll see if it holds up. But uh, I remember when I first saw this, uh, I had a lot of fun with it. I tried to get Barbara Crampton 
on to interview about it. And, uh, she's, I guess was barely in it, but she was in it. And then she's like, yeah, we don't, we all really don't like the film. So I don't know if we could really want it. We'd re- we all really want to talk about it. Aww. <laughs> okay. I just like, looked it, it up real quick. The indicator set. And they're also doing a Sam Fuller set. I'm super pumped mm. about, uh, it is all region. Okay. Yeah. Most of their stuff has been all regions so far, especially those box sets. So, all right. That's all I have on my doorstep brad oh cool um (laughs) you always sound surprised when we get to you well i mean i'm in a different little role job now where i'm watching a lot of stuff but i can't speak on behalf of any of the movies this is where the hollywood henderson comes into play so um can can you hear me okay because i'm here let me yes are you on your private jet (laughs) shut up um it was a good one it was pretty good yeah it was really good um all right i gotta pull up my notes here because it's i have watched a lot of stuff but i only talked about here we go Um, do i have a time to do a bathroom break before you launch into this for the next i mean i i I have seen like 300 movies um and i can talk about you have 10 minutes go um okay (laughs) <laughs> so I watched a uh, found footage movie that I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed. And I told a few people about it. And I was kind of happy that people checked it out like that night and that weekend. And I ha- only had one person that didn't like it um, at a few, uh, few people. I would say like maybe around five or six people actually watch it based off my reaction. Um, it's called, um, the monster project. Uh, it's a found footage flick about these guys who make these, um, videos to, uh, put on YouTube, like little scare videos. Um, you know, those videos that you see where it's like a ghost real quick and then the camera Mm -hmm. turns and people go screaming. So these guys set those up and, and make those movies or, uh, little, uh, clips for hits on their channel. Um, so they have this idea that they are going to put like this ad out on Craigslist asking for any, monsters that are around like you know if you're in human form and at night you become this different thing you know to contact them so they have three people that contact them and they go to this uh this guy rents out this house and um they have a vampire a werewolf and um this woman that's possessed by this demon and so they all go to this house and they do their interviews and about 45 minutes in the movie, I'm sitting there thinking, okay, this is kind of interesting, but like I've been watching a movie for 45 minutes and I haven't seen a monster yet. Well, there's a reason why is because they just kick everything into extreme high gear. And I haven't seen a found footage movie with this like really, really well done camera work. Um, ridiculously awesome special effects. I mean, there are some wonky, like, you know, CGI things that happen, but they have like a full on werewolf costume of this fucking thing, tear, like tearing down doors and walls and chasing them. And it's just, it's so fucking good. Um, all the monsters are great. Once the action happens, it just keeps like keeps pumping and just will not. It doesn't let up at all. And, um, ultimately we have this, really unique and crazy ass story behind the movie 
Um, of course, I can't say anything because it's a huge spoiler. But man, it like the ending. I was like, shit, that's really fucking cool. This is nothing I've ever seen uh, like this before. So I was really, really happy about it. A lot of people watched it and they loved the um, special effects and the and the costumes and stuff. But so, yeah, definitely uh, pick that up. Um, uh, it's on like Voodoo or something like that. I don't think it's like on Blu-ray or anything. Um, I watched uh, Black Panther and Avengers three. Those were movies that I've seen. <laughs> um, <laughs> dude, I did not like Black Panther at all. Um, what? N- oh. No, I mean it wasn't. It was not incredibly boring like the last few Marvel movies, but it's I didn't like it at all. Uh, <laughs> Avengers three, I wasn't bored, but you know, whatever. Is that? Uh, you do a podcast with Brad? Just Brad reviews Marvel movies. <laughs> it would be like, the shortest like mini- reviews ever. It's like, <laughs> like okay. they're boring. This was a movie that I saw, and like I didn't fall asleep in Avengers three. I almost fell asleep in Black Panther. Um, what? Dude, I was bored out of my mind. Um, what? Okay, fine. Yeah, movies aren't good, man. Like you know, you know, one thing about Black Panther though, if they uh they 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 say that like, there's big like they're they're this advanced civilization, uh, but they still like are a monarchy. Oh, what do you have to criticize? I'm just saying the all the whole trouble that what, everyone Sean, finds himself what? in in the film, if they would just Aban- have abandoned this ancient, you know, uh, government that doesn't work where anyone can just come in and, and usurp power based on their bloodline. Then I'm just, I'm just saying, maybe shit wouldn't have gone down. You know, I saw this. Maybe if uh, they were like a democracy, like a modern democracy, you know, the wrong person wouldn't come in and become like leader of the free world. You know what I'm saying? I mean, maybe. Um, I think I just answered my own question just now. Hey, so what was funny is I saw this meme um, <laughs> online. I thought it was really, really funny. It was uh, like a picture of like Wakanda, like after Infinity War came out. And it said, this is what happens when you let white people in your country. <laughs> <laughs> that shit was pretty fucking funny. Um, I am excited about Guardians three. I do like the Guardians <clears throat> quite a bit, and there were there like all the Guardians stuff. I really enjoyed. Um, just but wait, we're goes. supposed to not like Chris Pratt now. Why? The internet says so. Whatever. Um, okay. All right. Real <clears throat> internet. Um, if I did, I would love Avengers. Um, so, um, I finally got around to watching uh, one of my favorite movies. Uh, Elevator to the Gallows on Blu-ray. So I was uh, very excited about that. Um, uh, Beautiful transfer yet again from Criterion, especially the DVD was fucking pristine in any way, but it's just, it's got a really, really great soundtrack. It has this unique story. Um, It's just, it's just really, really well done. Um, And, I, I don't know. It's just I can't get enough of it because it's just it has this. It just has this. Just this plot going for it that's just so suspenseful, but nothing is like really happening. But I, I feel like every time I watch it, like I kind of forget how everything's going to turn out, and I get like dragged right back into the suspense. It has such a great story building. 
I, I think if anybody is looking to make a movie of any year of any genre, I would take note from Elevator to the Gallows because it it knows how to set up a story. Um, and I, I love when you watch movies and you're kind of like, you know, oh, don't do that. Oh God. <laughs> Like, you know, that type of thing. And that movie yeah. makes you do that. Kind Maybe of this time it'll be different. Yeah. You times, know, it's... <laughs> how many times do you think you've seen it by now? Um, I don't know. I think I've seen it maybe about five times. Um, I just watched it with some friends uh, maybe a, a little while ago. I wanted to show it to them to see what they would think. And the, everybody thoroughly enjoyed it. It was one of those things where like audibly you could hear people like like cringe at times because they're like oh god you know like i i love that when movies can make you make you uh do that Mm -hmm. um and then elevator to the gallows is one of them do you ever see the remake no there's a korean remake of it it's oh is it the same title um yes i want to say so I had to have some. It's it's really hard to find. Of like, course it is. Um, here, let me check. There is. I've never seen this film. I am obviously it has uncultured. Title: Sean Winley. Yeah, you all might not like. Yeah, it. Yeah, it's one of the movies that um <laughs> they don't speak on English and they don't have any color on it. I'm sorry. What I mean, accent I, is that? What look, region? I don't is go that? to movies to read my movies. You know what I'm saying? I don't go to movies to read them. I go movies to sit there, my, my popcorn, and have fun. Wow. Um, I don't so, but, want me you know, reading them is, in, in language that I don't understand. Okay. English is America. Yeah, speak English. Yeah. There All you right. Go. So this Sorry, is, done. but like, what's crazy is that, um, <laughs> you know, that's the debut film from, from Mal. Like, hey, I made, this is my debut movie, and this is the first movie I made. It's crazy when a first film is that bombastic. And it's like, Holy shit. how did you do that? <laughs> you know, like, I mean, I think like he did some television and like some documentaries before that. But, like your first, I mean, he did the lovers afterwards. Like, I think like close to the same year, but like, how do you do that? How do you make a movie like that? Your first movie, that's fucking insane. Um, but uh, yeah, it was, I want to say it is the same title, but it's it's really well done, but it's told um, without spoiling the original. It's told like in a different perspective a little bit. So, um, yeah, I like that in a remake. Yeah, they definitely tried to do something new. And I mean, if anybody is going to pick up a camera and make a film, it's, you know, when the you know, K- Koreans make any movie, it's usually fucking fantastic. Like, how many bad Korean movies are there? Zero. Um, so. Official. Official tally. <laughs> no, I've seen a couple that aren't great. But, I mean, t- they, they have, they treat remakes, they treat um, taking, you know, a... Taking a comic book, whether it's a book, uh, you know, a remake, whatever it is, they're, they're, they're so much finesse, just so, I don't know, man. It's like a different style. It's like a different method of filmmaking. And I, it just, it floors me each time. So, but um, yeah, the Criterion, 
uh, release is great. So check that out. And um, I rewatched the Bill and Ted movies with Willow recently before this third thing was announced. I haven't seen them since I was a kid, and I uh, forgot how like fun they are. I was hoping it wouldn't be one of those things where I like these as a kid, and now I'm rewatching them and they're really mm-hmm. boring. But it's it's I have one of those things where I rewatch those movies as I watched as a kid, and like they don't have any value anymore. Right. And I don't I don't think nostalgia is great i don't like oh man i love this as a kid like this movie's close you know this hits close to home no i love three ninjas when i was a kid and i watched three ninjas a few years ago and so this is a piece of shit i never want to see this movie again um so i was really really hoping because it's honestly it's been since my early teens i was watching them on hbo and i watched them a few times i remember watching um bogus journey in um wait excellent adventure in in school like they would play it like in history class and stuff like that you know during your <laughs> is that when the teacher was tired <laughs> like, oh. yeah yeah or it was like towards the end of the year and like you know it's like the last day couple days you just watched movies or whatever so i, I remember watching that and i was like kind of nervous because i remember really really loving the bill and ted movies and um and re-watching them i was like these totally hold up 100 percent they're really fucking funny and um they it's just like it just felt it, it, it like everything feels not like it doesn't feel like it's like they're idiotic characters you, you know i mean they are idiotic characters but there's some heart behind it which they're just not slapsticky and that's yeah, what i really so really sincere. enjoyed about it you know yeah that's what it is and it's like you know if you had that slapsticky just goofball uh you know, it's like they really do have heart. They really care. They want to achieve. They want to be great. Um, you know, they're just not uh, stoners. They're not like just pieces of shit that just lounge around and smoke pot and like, you know, play play guitar. Um, they're just fun and, you know, good going guys. And I think that's what really makes the movie click okay. and kind of, um, you know, stand the test of time in a situation like that. So, um, yeah, excited about the third one. Willow is, too, because she really So she liked it. it. Yeah, no, she really liked it. And I told oh, her. Great. I, I told her about, like, I was we were watching, because we watched the first one. She's like, yeah, I really like that. And I was like, well, there's the second one. She got really excited. <laughs> and so, like, well, I'm watching it. And then I remembered how much that scared me when I was younger. Uh, Bogus Journey with the grandma and the rabbit. Yeah, it's and, cool, yes. surreal and weird. And I <laughs> I felt like that was like half the movie. Like when I was watching, it was like, oh shit. I was like, this shit used to terrify me. And so um I told like I paused it and I was like, oh shit, like this actually really scared me. So like um I watch it and it was like, you know, blows by. It's you know, like literally like a couple minutes of the movie, but it felt so long when I was younger. And Willow turns, she's like, well, you're kind of a like kind of like a girl when you're a little, right? And I was like, <laughs> uh, no. Like that was just that fever dream like stuff that really makes me uncomfortable. Oh, um, with you. <laughs> so yeah, and she was just like, I, I don't see it. But then uh like a few days later, um, she was scrolling through uh voodoo and she came across parents and she's like, Oh, what's this? And I was like, Oh yeah, let's watch this. This is like your first like fever dream movie. Like, um, you know, just a really weird setting. Like it's uncomfortable. It's weird. And she's watching. It's like, this movie is creepy. And I was like, yes, that's what 
fucking Bill and Ted did to me. Like those scenes, like that was creepy to me. Like when I watched Parents when I was younger, that was it, this movie was unsettling. Like it was that very, was meet very the bizarre. For me as a kid, like that thing would give me nightmares. If I was obsessed oh, with it. Yeah, I forgot that. Yeah, I haven't seen that since I was little either. So, um, yeah, but I, I mean, I, I, I like rewatching some of this stuff, and it does hold up because it's so rare that it does. Um, you know, uh, it's just some of those movies just hit when you're a kid, and then you rewatch them, and it's just like it does. Like it's maybe the, the nostalgia aspect is fun, and I think you know I always tell try to tell people is like separate like good versus nostalgia because like I really don't think there's that many of those movies that are great. They're just fun because it reminds you of being a kid. But um, some movies can stand the test of time. And I, I love that. Yeah, the scripts are tight. Their chemistry is perfect. And I have a great memory of a Bogus Journey when I was a kid. I loved it. My dad was like, hey, do you want to know where uh, them playing games against death is from? I was like, yeah. And he rented the seventh sign for <laughs> the, sorry, the seventh seal. For me. Yeah, the seven, yeah, that's a good criterion <laughs> release, too. No, and I fell in love with it. I was 12 years old, and I thought it was so funny and clever, and I dressed as death for Halloween that year. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. No, every, so I'm every, really glad Willow liked it. I was actually a little worried about it. Yeah, no, she like she kept on, um, like, for, for maybe about a week, she kept saying this is most non-triumphant. Oh. And I, I, I laughed, <laughs> and then she like kept saying "station" every once in a while, yeah. and that made me laugh too. Station, yeah, which is it's funny because that's like I was watching it, and I was like, "Huh, like that's." I wonder if that's kind of a little homage with, um, uh, like the whole Guardians of the Galaxy. Like I, I don't know if that's what Groot used to say in the comics. If anybody can verify that, but I thought like you like there's so much meaning with one word. Or like one sentence or one phrase. So yeah, Guardians um, of the Galaxy ripped that from Bill and Ted too. No, well, Guardians was before <laughs> the comics. I don't know the timeline. When did no? I'm at that was my question. I was like, you know, I'm not saying anything. I don't know anything about comics, off, but I thought it would have been funny <laughs> if it was like you yeah. know, kind of a little homage to that. But I don't know if like. Groot said, I am Groot all the time in the fucking comics or not. I have no idea. I know the comics comics. started in like 1970 or something like that, but I'm not sure about the I am Groot. Wow. All right. Uh, Anything else? Nope. Oh, do you have anything on pre order that you're pumped about? Yeah, your fake pre order. I don't, I, well, I have a bunch of mail that I haven't opened up yet, and I think, um, <laughs> I don't know when this actually ships, but uh, Eldorado Films is releasing um, the second volume of Lost James, uh, James Franco, Jesus Christ. <laughs> the Lost Films of James Franco, <laughs> featuring James Franco sex doll. That, that, yeah. <laughs> that'd be like the worst like thing hey these are the two lost films from james franco um <laughs> but um the yeah they're releasing the forgotten films of um of uh uh just franco and it's uh 
I can't remember the name. It's like one's like Casablanca and the other one's, um, I don't know. It's, it has the original titles to it, but there's, I think they only printed 300, um, on Blu-ray. Um, so I, I had the, I bought the first one when it came out. So this is the second one. Eldorado is like a super small label, but they do, uh, really good work. Um, basically mainly just the transfers from, you know, the print, but, uh, some really good shit. So. Very cool. All right. We are going to jump into Blu-ray news with Josh Obershaw, and then we will uh, jump into our, uh, our next segments. So stick around. Josh Obershaw now joins us for the Blu-ray release news. Josh, what's up? Hey, I've got a shitload of news. It's been bring, too long. Bring so. it. Dump it in to our ear holes. Yep. That get king that can get kinky. But uh <laughs> we'll, we'll with Sure, why not? <laughs> uh let's see. Oh god, where do I start? Damn. Well, some last minute news just came in. Hardware is coming back to Blu-ray. And <laughs> again. <laughs> again. Uh, this time it's going to be courtesy of Scorpion releasing, and they're going to be putting this out next month in June at some point. But you can already pre-order it on uh, RoninFlix.com. So Very nice. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I didn't, I didn't um, get to pick this one up, but I'm... I get another chance. Yeah, I know Severin had it, and I think they were losing the rights to it, so they were unloading this Blu-ray for like five bucks a pop, man. It was just like, oh, they were blowing it out of there. So I was telling everybody, buy it, buy it. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, I almost bought it at a convention. Severin had a booth at, uh, I believe it was Monster Palooza, a couple of, couple of, a uh, couple of years back, but I didn't get it. Well, now <sighs> you have a chance again, man. It's good. Now I have a chance. They'll probably do a pretty good job, and I'm. I'm do they say anything about doing a special collector's edition type thing, or because the other one was was pretty stacked? I wonder if they're bringing over the same, you know, uh, special as far features as, yeah, and stuff. Yeah, as far as I know, it's the same features, but it's it has new artwork. It's got a slipcover. Oh, so right on. It looks it looks pretty damn sexy I'll, to be I'll honest with you. I'll probably buy it again. Okay, some other tidbits from Scorpion releasing while we're still talking about them. Uh, Sorceress is going out of print, so if you want that one or you're curious about it, now's the time to get it. Speaking buy it, of, buy it, buy it, buy it, buy it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's yep. batshit crazy. It's worth it. Oh, man. I, I haven't seen that one, but um, maybe I should. There's like a flying tiger god monster thing that uh, it was on the poster just because, you know, Roger Corman, they just, the poster always comes first. And they put it on the poster and uh, they were like, well, we got to put this in here somewhere. So they like found found a way to kind of, you know, kind of uh, sandwich that that creature into the film and it makes no sense. It's fantastic. I'm sold. (laughs) And lastly, from Scorpion releasing, I don't know if I mentioned this last time, but... um, there was a movie directed by Robert Downey Sr. called Greaser's Palace. That is going to be available on June 1st. Now, I first heard of this movie not too long ago because uh, the Pure Cinema podcast did their humongous two-part, six-hour love letter to um, John Carpenter. 
and this was one of the films they were uh, talking about in their little, um, you know, double features. What would they pair up a certain John Carpenter movie to? And Greaser's Palace was um, one of those films that they were talking about. And uh, it it just sounds crazy. So, and me, crazy is up my alley. Next up, Mondo Macabro. They announced they have required, acquired, excuse me, the U.S. rights to 1976's Bloodlust. And the details for that one are yet to be announced. But we have a solid release date for the Spanish film Who Could Kill a Child. That date is July 10th. Going back to the Scorpion Code Red family, Code Red is going to be releasing Love Me Deadly on July 24th. Next up, Umbrella Entertainment, Razorback is coming to Blu-ray. That is awesome. Very awesome. Umbrella is uh, re-releasing, they're re-releasing a couple things. They're re-releasing Beastmaster as well. Sorry if I'm stealing your thunder. Uh, no, 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 that's fine. I forgot about Beastmaster, that's right. <laughs> and, and Razorback, and I'm wondering if they're doing region free this time, because I think that's the case with Beastmaster, because I think it was region oh, 2 locked, so. and I think that they're releasing it all region, but I'm wondering if that's the case with Razorback, or they got a new scan. It'd be interesting if they got a new scan, because I know that uh, there's a certain company that I've talked to that uh, someone involved with that company really loves Razorback and they're trying to champion it as far as a release goes. So that would be interesting oh, cool. if Umbrella beats them to the punch and uh, does a region free awesome release, you know? Yeah, I'm I love Beastmaster. I mean it, it I mean I love those early 80s Conan ripoffs. I mean it, it can be Ator the Fighting Eagle. I don't care. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, me too, man. I will watch it. So <laughs> And yeah, and Beastmaster is definitely the primo example of those type of movies. One more movie that Umbrella Entertainment is going to be putting out that I'm really excited for is 1994's No Escape, starring Ray Liotta. What? Whoa, hold it. What? How'd I miss this? (laughs) How'd I miss this? I've been begging for this for years. This isn't isn't like a belated April Fool's, right? This is real. Nope, this is not oh, a drill. Oh my god, I'm excited. July 4th, my friend. Mm, the gods have smiled upon me. I really, really hope this is region free too because I saw this movie when it first came out and it it is just awesome. So I totally forgot about it for many, many years and uh, I guess I was coming across something on TV, No Escape. I'm like, oh, I remember No Escape, but it was the wrong No Escape. <laughs> the Owen Wilson New yeah. movie named No Escape, which actually pretty is a pretty damn good movie, but it is it isn't Ray Liotta No Escape. Hell no, hell no. That's awesome. That's so cool. So Genuine mark your calendars. Right now. Independence Day, No Escape on Blu-ray. Nice. Next up, Scream Factory have announced three new uh, titles. Actually, three older titles. They, I mean, they've been announcing new titles too but the three catalog titles that they've announced they're going to be putting out 1991's the unborn on august 14th and they're also going to be releasing brain scan yeah we covered this on the uh on the screamcast as a as a stream scream segment and now everyone can own it on baby blue i can't believe i missed this one in theaters when it first came out so uh 
I'm glad that I get to correct that mistake. Last but certainly not least from Screen Factory on, what is it, August 14th, Return of the Living Dead, Part 2. <laughs> we covered this on the uh, Screamcast as well, uh, on the Stream Screams segment. See, look, if you listen to the Screamcast, go back to some of the Stream Screams. They're going to start coming out on Blu-ray, people. Uh, mm-hmm. I was not a fan of Return of the Living Dead Part 2, but it kind of operates as a like a remake you can show your kids, if that makes any sense. Yeah, it totally makes sense, yeah. <laughs> well, it's primarily because, was it, Tom Matthews and James Karen kind of play the same, pretty much the same characters as the as the first movie, and, you know, the same fate pretty much <laughs> befalls yeah. them. Yeah, it's pretty much the same film, except the uh, no, no 100% nude all the time, uh, Linnea Quigley. Plus, you got zombies driving a Jeep. <laughs> it's goofball. But yeah, it's actually, now that I think about it, I, mean, I, I may want to, this may be one of the first movies I kind of, because my kids have been curious about zombies and stuff, but I've been like, ah, not a living dead. They're like, it's in black and white, you know, and uh, then the remake is a little too intense. I'm wondering if this will be a good way for me to kind of jump them, uh, you know, ease them into the zombie uh, subgenre. You know what? That's not a bad idea. And it's a goofy film, That's though. That's not a bad idea because, yeah, but, I mean, also, you got uh, a kid as your protagonist. Yes. So yep. that'll that'll bring him in as well. Yeah. You do have a zombie hand uh, given the bird, which is, uh, I really dig that shot. <laughs> I mean, it's my, it's my least favorite of the original three, but to have all three of these on oh, Blu-ray yeah. finally, worth it. What else we got? I got a little more Screen Factory news for you really quickly. Steelbooks. On August 14th, they're going to be putting out new 4K remasters of The Howling, Army of Darkness, and Life Force. And yes, (laughs) the Life Force Blu-ray will have uh, both versions of it. Huh. That's interesting. I mean, the the artwork looks pretty cool. Although, so I, I missed out on the Howling and Life Force, so I'm really excited to be able to pick those up because the Life Force one went out of print really, really damn quick. Yeah, that was one of Screen Factory's biggest hits. Yeah, I feel like they uh, they re-released it, but it didn't have a certain special feature on it. Yeah, they did. Uh, I don't know what's missing. I think it. I think I don't remember if it came with both versions, but there was something. Yeah, there was something missing that made it. Not quite as special. Right on. I guess if they're offering something new, maybe I'll take a peek at the steel books. I'm, I'm not. I'm so not a fan of the, <laughs> the making us double dip on things. I'm not generally a steel book fan anyway, but that's just me. Unless right. it comes with a slipcover like Suspiria, one of the only times I'll ever mm. really love a slipcover. <laughs> Agreed. I'm goofy. I'm weird. All right. Um, what what else we got, Josh? We've got uh, three new titles from Severin. Speaking of which. Zombie 3, Zombie 4, and Shocking Dark, all coming out on May 29th. Now, in the case of Shocking Dark, Shocking Dark, it's better <laughs> known to uh, to fans as Terminator 2. <laughs> the infamous Shocking Dark slash Terminator 2 yeah. is getting a goddamn Blu-ray release. That's awesome. Yeah, and they're you they're and they're doing the uh, a limited slipcover basically until they get a cease and desist. 
<laughs> They're going to yep. keep printing that slipcover. So get your pre-orders in fast for that. I know that uh, I did the day it was released. I got my pre-order in. And if you go to certain film fest, uh, not film festivals, but uh, horror conventions, if you find the Severn table, they are selling it already. I know that Joe Gouin uh, got himself a copy yep. already. Lucky. So I know. I'm like, hey, I, pre- I put him a pre-order. You guys at least send it out to me. <laughs> but uh, yeah, if you if you're if find the Severn table if you're at any convention because uh, you can can grab that. I mean, it's it's such a goofy flick. I need to. I've I've, I've heard tell of it uh, of it, so I have not seen it myself. But I heard it's basically I a have. ripoff of Aliens with a Terminator mixed in. That is exactly <laughs> right. Like, it was like word for word. I'm told the <laughs> balls. Scenes on this guy Bruno Mattei the <laughs> balls on this guy did yeah. was but he did that with uh, jaw dropping he did a version of aliens with like remember uh, with like evil alien babies or something like that oh, what was that film uh, what was that movie it's like it, it was, was like zombies zombies the beginning yeah 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 oh my that gosh that guy shitty Bruno Mattei triple feature <laughs> that you made me watch that yes, was like one of yes. the first assignments you gave yeah. me you're welcome Josh <laughs> <laughs> okay what else have i got uh do 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 oh wait i got locked out okay here we go uh last but not least oh wait it's not last we forgot about arrow okay we can get arrow yeah i'll just do arrow really quickly because um uh i don't know it's not really too exciting like uh they're putting out doom asylum which i have never seen that one is coming out on both sides of the Atlantic on the 16th and 17th, the case of the Scorpion's Tail, that is also um, U.S. and U.K. That's July 16th and 17th. The Navigator, a medieval odyssey. <laughs> I saw that, that. I'm like, what is this? I've never heard of it. I never heard of it either. I saw the synopsis. I'm like, okay, this is interesting. That's also going to be U.S. and U.K. That is the 23rd and 24th. There, oh, God, I forgot which other company was putting it out, but another Blu-ray company is putting out the Navigator. I just don't remember which oh. one, but but yeah, you got two different companies putting out the Navigator. I think it may be Umbrella, but I might be wrong. Detective Bureau 2 to 3, Go to Hell Bastards. Hmm. This, was actually, this was actually streaming on uh, Amazon UK they were doing, I guess they were releasing it on Prime first before putting out a physical Blu-ray. But the physical release is for both territories, July 9th and 10th. The Endless. Yeah. It's going to be a UK-only release. That's July 2nd. That's who's, one of that. Who's got the oh, U.S. Go rights? Is it Magnolia or Magnet? One of those. One of those have the U.S. rights. I believe so. I. Couldn't tell one you which one. One of those two. Yeah. I think Magnet. Mm. Oh. Don't quote me, people. <laughs> Don't quote either of us. Just Google it, uh, which I will not do right now. Last but not least, for all you UK people, you lucky bastards, the Boondock Saints. <laughs> that is that's July like a billion, 9th. billion, a billion releases here in the States. Yeah. I swear that thing got so, it's been released so many times. I wonder what it, what what what's Arrow doing to make this thing new for everybody. I'm not sure how many releases the UK has had, but I mean, 
Because it's, it's one of those movies I loved when I was younger, and then I, upon rewatch, I'm like, hmm. But if you watch it, oh, if they if they included that documentary um, about the director. Um, no, it's not included, unfortunately. Damn it. Which Damn it, it's like the perfect combination. Oh, I agree. I've never seen the documentary, but... Um, yeah, the Troy Duffy actually, documentary... Um, <coughs> excuse me. If you can find it, track it down and watch it. It's called Overnight, and it and it like if you watch Boondock Saints and then you watch Overnight, it's like the perfect pairing because he's such a dick throughout the oh filming of Boondock Saints. You almost feel bad for everyone because he just thought he was like going to be this next Quentin Tarantino. It's a fantastic documentary, but I'm, I've been waiting for a studio to put those two together, you know, the documentary with the film. That would be like the perfect package, but oh well. I'm surprised it hasn't happened yet. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised too because I, I am a fan of Boondock Saints. I re- I revisited it a couple of times recently, and you know, for a Tarantino ripoff, it's pretty good. Yeah, it's entertaining. Yeah, no, Willem Dafoe is uh, balls to the wall crazy, and he's fantastic. I mean, you got some great actors there too. It's it's you know, he's I, the I, MVP I of that movie. Yeah, totally, totally. All right, I think I've talked long enough, but I got one more bit of surprise news. Oh, boy. Okay. One more. All right. MVD, MVD Rewind Collection will be putting out 1992's Split Second. Yes. It's about yes. goddamn time, too. I was just organizing my Blu-rays, and I found my uh, 101 Films version of Split Second. So, my, my UK version. So, awesome. Fantastic. I'm... Man, they they made me rebuy uh, Return of the Swamp Thing, and then now I'm going to be rebuying Second uh, not Second Sight. Wait, what is it? Split Second <laughs> Second Sight. Second Sight's a movie, a, a distributor. Uh, Split Second. Yeah, it's also a shitty comedy with uh, John Larroquette <laughs> and the guy from Perfect Strangers. What a shitty comedy! What are you talking about? I love that flick. When I was a kid, I loved it. I'm, I'm dreading revisiting it. I don't know if it'll be as good, but. Oh Probably not, but <laughs> I, 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 it is a piece of shit. But I still dig it, anyways. Uh, awesome, dude! That's awesome. M- MVD Video Rewind Collection is knocking it out of the park. Um, I think I've bought every single one of theirs so far, and except for um, that uh, Van Damme film, Blacks is a Black Scorpion, because I own because I had. I believe I, it is. I have the one hundred and one films UK version of that too. And I haven't watched it yet. And I heard it's like an okay Van Damme, but uh, depending on the on the extras and stuff, I may give that MVD video rewind version a a, a look a look a see because they're they are not they're they're doing such a great job with these you know they're they're aimed right towards people like us. <laughs> yep. Know? So uh, yeah, they're they're killing it. Awesome. Now I understand. Uh, really quick, I understand. Split Second was like released by HBO Home Video or something like that. I yeah. don't know, but um, and it kind of got me thinking: What if they get the Hitcher? Oh man, that would See? be cool. That's another Rucker Howard movie. I would I would love to revisit it again. See, with oh, could happen with No Escape coming out in the UK, Split Second coming out. It's been out in the UK. Now it's out in the US. Anything could happen. HBO needs to unleash a few of these films uh, that, that I've I've talked I talk about too, in too much, but dude, that'd be amazing. Like M- MVD Video Rewind doing the Hitcher would be they would be printing money right there yep. 
Uh, so someone, I, know, I mean, I guarantee you people have been trying to get the rights to that and that gold mine. But uh, that'd be amazing, man. And actually thinking about it, I'm like, I can, I can see the way they do their covers. I can envision it right now. So, all right, Me too. man. Well, um, <clears throat> I'm sure everyone listening and as well as myself have probably pre-ordered way too many things uh, during this conversation. Uh, <laughs> make sure you check in with GrindhouseVideo.com. Oh, the sounds of wallets screaming everywhere. <laughs> check out, check in with GrindhouseVideo.com. See if they have any of these for pre-order. Uh, he will treat you right over there. Uh, so, uh, so do it. And uh, all right, Josh. Well, we'll we'll talk to you next time, man. Yeah, it's been fun. I'll see you guys on the next go-around. Take it easy. Nikki. Well, here we are at last. Right where we ought to be. Video. Oh, my God! Today we are talking about a 1986 British horror film uh, starring Elizabeth Shue and Terrence Stamp. It is called Link. For centuries, the link between man and the primates has been shrouded in darkness. Surrounded by mystery. Dr. Philip is expecting me. Now, one man has closed the gap. Well, he's a different kind of intelligence. Forged the link. It's different, all right. And discovered what has always been missing. Don't get involved in their squabbles. They sort them out. Link, what happened in here? Always forgive them, whatever they do. Don't ever let anything escalate. You are right? They killed Dennis. Link, I said stop! Hunt it! Link! Gotta outthink them. How? no longer in control uh, based off the uh, super intelligent orangutan I mean what? chimp who <laughs> is actually orangutan who's been dyed black uh, directed by Richard Franklin written by Everett D. Roach and it's from a story by Lee David Zlotoff and Tom Ackerman Score, of course, uh, by Jerry Goldsmith, which was, I was really surprised to see that Jerry Goldsmith contributed to the score. It made me very, very happy. This is currently only available on VHS. There may be some DVD bootlegs you may find. I'm not sure if it was released on DVD a while ago, but what I saw on Amazon, uh, you know, they were all like $99. So I don't know if those were legit, were legit releases or not. But uh, goddamn, what a film that you picked, Brad! Yeah, I had fun. a lot of fun with this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's a very simple plot. You know, Elizabeth Shue's character uh, kind of goes in and works for this uh, this guy, Terrence Stamp, and he has all these chimps around, and uh, Link is uh finds out realizes he I guess he's gonna be euthanized possibly so he decides to uh I guess uh 
burn the shit down, as they say. He didn't want that. <laughs> he said, nah. This is uh, this is fun, and and this this is one of those films that uh, it's popular because there's that one uh, frame that we've seen of uh, Elizabeth Shue getting trying to take a bath, and then there's uh, Link the the you know, the the quotes chimp uh, kind of uh, being a, a peeping tom, and it's a out of context, very hilarious uh, picture. But uh, Stephanie, what did you think of Link? Oh, I loved it. <laughs> okay, Brad. <laughs> no. um, um, oh, wait. Okay, you, go, you just go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> no, it had a. I, I didn't know he was actually an orangutan. That's kind of blowing my mind. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. He talks, though. Like, holy he shit. Does, he was like he um, does. George Burns, just like with his little <laughs> cigar and his little tux. And uh, the writer, I didn't know he wrote a bunch of my favorite, like, Ozploitation movies, like Snapshot, which we talked about, Razorback, and Long Weekend, and Patrick. Mm -hmm. And it kind of uh, made sense, because this is just a gonzo movie. And, uh, I mean, there's a point where he beats a dog to death against a fence. And it's very realistic. I mean, you are there with every smack... Um, and Elizabeth Shue is great in this. She's really young in this. Uh, I do. I, she's great. She's strong in a very naturalistic way, like uh, just a smart girl who probably spent the summers at like her grandparents' farm, so she knows how like take care of shit. But I will say it did start cracking me up when something horrific would happen, like someone would get murdered, and she kind of be like. Link, I'm gonna lock you out of the house now, and then just go and do like a different chore. I'm like, you're allowed to get a little more upset. You can be a little more proactive right. about the situation. Um, and she's surrounded by kind of these useless British guys, so she's pretty much on her own. Terrence Stamp is just so, so grumpy in it. Yeah. Uh, so they're, I really like their chemistry together. Her is like the plucky American girl. And he's like, well, just clean up this shit. It, it's fine. Just don't let them know. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. I, I really like that dynamic. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I mean, it. some people might write this movie off because of the whole monkey aspect. But I thought it was really well crafted. Uh, really tense and uh, there's this one like chasing shot where uh, Link is chasing them up the stairs and the camera like pans above them and you see them go into the room and Link coming up the staircase uh, and then they shut the door on them and like I I don't know how they did that shot it was like some kind of crane it had to be Mm -hmm. but it was almost I don't want to say Hitchcockian but I guess I kind of did uh, it just it had these great little moments, and I did like the Jerry Goldsmith soundtrack. It reminded me a little bit of Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, the soundtrack <laughs> in that, which threw me off yeah. a little bit. But uh, I I dug the hell out of this. It, yeah, it, it's fun, awesome. but it, it's actually truly thrilling. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Richard Franklin, you know. Uh, did you mention you mentioned he directed uh, Road Games, right? Uh, Director of Road Games. I was talking about the writer. You're talking about the writer, okay? So, so yeah, uh, yeah. The, the director 
um, like I said, directed Road Games, and I believe he made FX2, which he, after that experience of FX2, he basically, like, quit Hollywood. And, and FX2 just said, Fuck is this. one of the greatest movies of all time, so that's... Yeah, I, yeah, he went back to Australia, and he decided to do a couple more Australian films uh, there, but he was done with Hollywood. Um he did pass away, uh, I believe, in 2007. Ooh, we're uh, back to that now. Yep, yep, yep. Where you just but uh, as far death. as yeah, uh, as far as monkey films go, I believe like this. Monkey this <laughs> Link, I think, is is my favorite like primate actor uh, alongside Shockma. Okay, but you have, have seen you the seen the 1990 Shockma film? What about uh, me from Congo? No, Buster Keaton's the <laughs> cameraman. That little monkey, like has an Uzi and he shanks somebody and he works a oh film God. camera. That monkey rules. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. Well, it looks like we have a trio I, I of great monkeys. primate actors here. I get here. passionate about monkey movies. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm going with Amy from Congo. Okay. Because that, right. that, that, that was real. Brad, uh, when did you see Link, and uh, and and why is this something you feel like people uh, should be discovering? Because this thing, I don't know why, I don't know why some label hasn't brought this one out yet. This boggles my mind, huh? Universal owns it. Oh, do they own it? Well, this was a Canon film, right? Yeah, this is also HBO owns it, so the rights must be fucked up. Well, I know that. My tape, I think, is um, Thorn EMI. So uh, if that, huh. if the HBO could own that then. Yeah, mine, mine so, is HBO and Canon. Yeah, so, uh, it, but it depends. I mean, all those things, it's not who the last, you know, r- rights could have reverted back to Universal since they owned it outright. Um, <clears throat> with, um, But yeah, I, I saw it when I was younger. It was just one of those things my mom has always really, really loved, um, uh, you know, ape and monkey and, you know, movies. So, uh, watching stuff with her, I mean, that was originally when I saw Shockma, Monkey Shines, um, Link, Primal Rage, uh, all those, like, um, my mom just really, really loved, uh, animal attack movies, but she was really drawn to, um, you know, she wasn't a fan of like Planet of the Apes. She loved, um, you know, the new Planet of the Eight films, but she didn't really like the old ones. She liked more realistic, um, you know, even if, you know, it's like CGI in the new ones, but still, you know, it's very obvious that it's not a fucking person with makeup. Yeah, on. just people in the suit. Right. So, like, um, but yeah, she was always drawn to those movies. That's how um, I originally saw it. I'm hoping that if this really does happen, because I guess, um, Screen Factory's working with Universal now with uh, oh. some titles. I'm hoping that this is one of them. If they can, there's... Um, I'm not sure which version you saw, but uh, the movie's uh, cut by 10 minutes. Oh, um, really? Yeah, when it hit uh, VHS. Um, so yeah, they uh, cut? Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's very... Uh, it's just like a lot of shots that were just... Um, cut. I know that there, the big one is um, whenever um, uh, when Philip gives the book to um, to Jane. There's a note in it saying how much he is attracted to her. Oh, um, so like gooey stuff. Yeah, it just oh, well, more, just further character <laughs> stuff. 
Yeah. Aww. No, I just I just saw something on here. Uh, Universal cut eight minutes out, and then EMI was taken over by the Canon Group, and then they cut five more minutes out. Stop yeah. it, guys. So there's damn it, um, people. Yeah, there's there's uh, I know it ends a little bit differently as far as like I'm trying to remember uh, the film. So like because it ends in the basement, right? And like they get out and they get in the car. Mm-hmm. But I think yeah. it, like it shows them like walking like and, and talking like getting out of the basement and then getting in the car and driving away. Um. I think that's that that's something too because I have the I have the cut of of the of the film because I think um, uh, there was a French company that released the full version on DVD and I got a copy from someone um, that ripped it for me because I really wanted to see it and I watched it with my mom because I knew she <laughs> she liked it and I told her hey this is a movie you showed me she's like I don't remember that movie I was like all right let's watch it it's got like 10 extra minutes I thought this would be special but fuck you mom oh. like, you know I figured she'd be like oh yeah link I remember watching that with you when you were six and I was like I've never seen this movie and then we're watching it. she's like I've never seen this movie before and I'm like oh you know what why don't you just fucking leave? <laughs> um, but you hate nostalgia Brad I know who you got it from so um but yeah uh uh, it was just yeah. It's all when I was younger. It always just kind of stuck with me, um, and it's a little bit more like it's it's really well made. That's the thing, yes. and I think that's what oh, yeah. differentiates something like yeah. I mean, I love Romero, but I really don't care for like I can't rewatch Monkey Shines a bunch of times. I don't think it's that great of a movie. I think it's okay. Um, <laughs> I used to love it when I was younger, but then rewatching it when. Uh, it came out on Blu-ray. I was like, ah, this was kind of disappointing. Um, uh, but Primal Rage, even though that's more, um, yeah, it's a little bit different. What was some other ones that I mentioned? There's Link. Uh, Shockma's still really fun. That's uh, Shockma's great. Yeah. yeah. So anyways, but yeah, I always enjoyed it as a kid. So Awesome. Well, uh, no one could get it, so you know. I mean, I guess try to find it on VHS. Uh, you may, well, no. Uh, I was gonna say you may find it on YouTube, but no, it's not there listed for anyone out there to just search out. But uh, anyone who wants to see it uh, can maybe drop me a line. <laughs> it's maybe boy. if you kind of want to maybe see it. Maybe I don't know. I might. Find something for you. Wow, Twitter handle. Uh, so nice of you. Scream underscore cast. <laughs> drop us a DM. <clears throat> All right. Just drop a DM with a monkey or a chimpanzee gif, and maybe you'll get some sort of hookup. Can it be from Outbreak? Yes. Okay. <laughs> All right. Moving along. Let's jump into stream screams. Nate, wake up! There's something very important I forgot to tell you. Don't fucking scream at me! Scream, I'll break your neck. (laughs) Don't scream, miss. Don't scream. Uh, Is it three times fast? Stream screams, stream screams, stream screams. Pretty good. Stream... 
New, unique New York. You unique. can't even say names slowly. Like, how are you supposed to say names <clears throat> fast? I don't know. Uh, I'm working on it because I did a I did an actual like legit voiceover for a company. <laughs> like the first notes, they were like, "You slow down and stop slurring your words." And I was like, "Well, I only drank half a bottle of scotch that night. I wasn't that drunk when I recorded, but I'll 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 I'll, I'll try it sober and see how we how we do it." But yeah, I do have a, I do talk too fast sometimes and run words together. Awesome. I'm working on it. Cool. I'm working on it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've been doing this show for like four or five years. You should have been able to like cure it by then. But um, yeah. anyways, we're so professional. I'm working on it. Uh, what's a podcast? Cause so who cares? You know what I mean? Nobody gives we a shit We care, Sean. We care deeply. There's <laughs> one of those guys pulling Today, we are talking about the the film Mon 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 Monsters. Lin Shu Wei, Xiao Yuan, life, beyond studying, there are also relationships. Uh, film out of Taiwan, uh, directed by Giddens Co. and written by Giddens Co. And I'm not going to pr- attempt to pronounce uh, the stars of this. Aren't you oh, practicing? Cool. <laughs> I just don't want to offend anybody right now. But uh, yeah, because you might sign, sound racist when you do that. So that's a good good <laughs> idea. Um, I didn't so say yeah, that. I'm this just, movie's like you know. fucking mean, man. Like, yeah, I didn't rewatch it. Um, I, I saw it at uh, Fantastic Fest. Um, I think it was Fantastic Fest, and like I was excited to see it because I heard it was a monster movie. And then I'm watching, it was like, man, this movie's fucking mean, man. Well, it's basically about a handful of asshole teenagers that basically kidnap a monster uh, that happens to be like a flesh eating monster and tie it up and proceed to basically taunt it. While its sibling tears through mother. the city, uh, mother. Okay, um, I I, I couldn't tell if it was a mother or a sibling. Yeah, I thought it was a sister too. Is it sister? I think so. I, I don't know, but they're monsters. So who you, you, you don't know? But um, anyway, the the mother or the sibling is tearing through the city, trying to basically find uh, this captured monster, and um. I thought, I mean, number one, like the monsters like surprised me because they're kind of the zombie-ish thing. Um, but I, I was surprised at like the empathy that I had for the captured one, especially like, wait a minute. Like I'm, I was, I was unsure who I was kind of supposed to be empathizing with because the kids are Seriously? assholes. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, 
but they're also you know, being brutally murdered and a lot of you know innocent people are being brutally murdered by the other monster um but yeah there are a bunch of asshole teenagers that basically captured a thing are kind of prodding it you know like when i was a kid we would like basically dig up worms and like dissect worms like they're kind of doing this with this monster uh but they're way more mean-spirited than i was at like seven don't serial killers do that when they're kids? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Mm-mm. So, what was <laughs> um, uh, unique about this uh, this this film is that uh, and something you don't see is uh, you know we're we're given these awful monsters that are killing people, and that's how they live. You know, that's their mm-hmm. prey. Um, but ultimately in any movie, we don't want to, you know, we need to see these things die. Um, and how this movie turns to where people are even more evil. Um, and the monsters are kind of like the good people that that's, that's a, that's a really deep thing. And it was really, um, uh, I guess I was going to say funny, but it's not funny. Um, the director during the Q and a, I remember, um, uh, he's like a huge author, like over in, uh, Taiwan, mm-hmm. like the dude has like fucking a shit ton of books that he's written. Like he's like a, you know, very high profile, uh, author over there and he's, you know, doing movies here and there. Um, and he, he just kept saying like, this is the darkest time of my life when I did this wow. movie, like, this, like he hated everybody. Um, and, and every, the audience started laughing because it's like, dude, that emulates on the screen really, really <laughs> well, because this movie's mean as fuck. Um, and, uh, I, you know, I, you know, you were t- discussing that it was, uh, you know, maybe like siblings of the monsters, but when I was watching it, um, I, th- I guess you could view it any way you want because it's, you know, the monsters don't speak or anything like that. Right. But I was really looking at like the mother daughter, um, relationship because what you would do for your child and how far you would go. Um, and what you would do for nothing to stop from anything bad happening to them. And I love how the film takes that toll and this is not spoilers or anything, but it really humanizes the monsters. If you look at it that way, um, like if you're, if your kid was kidnapped and you had nowhere to turn to, what would you do? Um, and I, I really, you know, you don't see, movies do that where it humanizes the villain and in the villains, a monster. Um, I mean, there's the monsters obviously have human characteristics, um, mm-hmm. but essentially like, you know, they, they are monsters. Uh, yeah. And it's just, it's incredibly dark. It's, it's not fun. Um, it's very mean. Um, it's kind of tough to get through, to be honest with you. Um, I really enjoyed it because of that though. I mean, it was, uh, I was like, you know, uh, I was expecting to see some monster movie with, uh, you know, kind of a happy ending, which a lot of these foreign, um, you know, foreign monster movies and ghost movies do. Like, there's a reason why the monster's doing this or something like that. Or, you know, it's a it's a ghost that needs to be, you know, reunited with the bones of the fucking person that died or some shit like that. But no, this is just like, these are monsters and these kids are assholes and 
Um, and then the fucking the ending, man, Jesus fucking Christ. Like, it's just, yeah. it's just like, man, it, like once you think like, it's like, Oh, this is all cleared up. And it's just like, you know, there is, it makes you really feel like, man, there really is no good in the world. <laughs> <laughs> like everything's just really shitty. And, uh, watching this movie now, I imagine even hits harder just because of, I feel like this downhill of, uh, of a world where, kind of pummeling into um, i mean there's obviously still great people in this world and you know people that i know haven't changed but th- this uh, uh, this movie's perfect for right now you know because I, I mean i think we need stuff like this but we also need you know happy shit too but um yeah yeah well, this movie hits yeah. really hard stephanie what'd you think of mon 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 monsters <laughs> like counting off the mons in my head uh, I'm exactly where Brad is. Um, you can even look at it. They, they're torturing this monster and it's secret, obviously, but they, especially the lead sadistic little shit, they mm. get more and more brazen. And that does seem to echo what's going on in society right now. Like all these little cockroaches who have been hiding, um, they just like, oh, we keep getting away with this. So they become more and more brazen. They start attacking uh, more people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I know it's not always fun to get political or anything when you're talking about films. But sometimes it feels like you're not truly talking about the film if you don't let it come up. And it it yeah. does feel like a very timely movie. And in some ways, it's very blunt. Like when a lot of really terrible things happen, kids are just like blank faced or giggling while they're recording it on their phones like hundreds of kids at once and you're just like oh shit (laughs) yeah well there's one the one the first time that really happens with something really insane happens in the is it the in the gym Mm -hmm. um and everyone's just like just just yeah videotaping on their phones yeah someone's burning pictures in front of them and it's (laughs) It's like no one's it's surreal but it's like yeah it definitely feels like the movie in a way is making a point but i but i i don't i feel like i don't feel like it's really hitting you over the head as much i think it's just in a way telling the truth you know and it's some movies like you can you can kind of say oh this movie's not very you know you gotta have suspension of of uh, suspension of belief or i can't talk right now suspension of disbelief uh, or you just kind of go with it. Uh, some like horror movies, of course, there's the more fantastical, but like the essence of this film, like I feel like is based in a lot of truth with uh, the mirror, this mirrors of, you know, society. And, you know, you can, you can say, yeah, modern society, but you can also go back and, and look at different, you know, societies and how we've been, I guess, gotten numb over time. And uh, definitely that shows in the film. Even as like, it's, I'm thinking about it more. Even as we're talking about it, I'm like, wow, yeah. you guys, you guys are right. <laughs> yeah, there's uh, very heightened, gory moments in this, but they also show how mundane evil can be. Like at first, it's it's this exciting game, and it gets to the point where you see these kids like they're they're bored basically mm-hmm. with torturing but it doesn't stop them there's no purpose to it but what else are they gonna do hey can you think of like something else to do to her and it it's a dark mean tone throughout it but gives 
gives you just enough whiplash, uh, especially when they cut to the sister who is a total mother figure, but she was technically her older sister. Yeah. Uh, You know, desperately, she can't speak English or anything. She's just desperately trying to find her and you just keep cutting and it, it gives you just enough difference in tone and perspectives that like, I'm a really sensitive person. And sometimes if things are too brutal, I kind of go numb. Mm. Uh, But this one changed perspectives enough where I never was numb Um, as disturbing as it was. It wasn't like a one note thing uh you know it was in- really unique how they kind of balanced everything but it is so brutal yeah no i i absolutely uh, adored this film I, I it's it's interesting to hear brad especially you say that you don't know if you would want to watch I this again like i brad. ready there i uh i really would i really want to see this again i really dug this and yeah, it's my my reaction was weird to it because I hear I I can understand where both of you are coming from as far as it, yeah being dark and it is you know in a sense brutal, um, but but yeah I I thought there's enough nuance to it that I wouldn't really mind seeing it again because I think there's enough more to even explore in it. If I, I mean, watched a lot it, of it again, I would show it to people just to see their reaction. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was. I was bullied as a kid, so there's like some some aspects of the film that really kind of got to me. But um, but yeah, but I'm I'm almost at the, at the point now where I kind of take that on, and I almost for my own uh, my own personal therapy, like accept it and kind of watch stuff like that um, to kind of understand the nuance of it and everything. So, but uh, I yeah, I really love the film, and I'm, I I know it's it's streaming on Shutter. Mm-hmm. And do we know of any, is there any physical company that's going to be releasing it or did this, do you guys know, did this just get, no shutter, um, doesn't do, uh, I don't think they do any, uh, if they acquire something, I think there's one coming okay. out for like something on Blu-ray that they're doing, but, um, no, they're basically, just streaming and they don't okay. uh, so it's acquire. like exclusive exclusive for them yeah okay. so this is exclusively the rights were purchased by Sh- by shutter yeah i mean i'm so sure that there's America. somebody like i'm sure they only purchase uh digital rights yes yeah, you know their physical rights would still be up for grabs if anybody wants to do that because <laughs> i i would love I would love to see this again. Uh, I, I, as a physical collector, I would love to have this, but I think there's so much to kind of unpack in this movie. Like there's so much commentary, social commentary going along with it. Uh, I would love to see some sort of either. I mean, I would love to, I mean, you had the Q and a, I would love to have either a Q and a or some sort of interview with the director, um, or even, you know, people kind of doing like a, like a, um, you know, like a commentary kind of talking about, the parallels and stuff like that. Cause I, I feel like that. Yeah. It's, it's a monster movie, but it's not like just some fun, goofy monster movie. Like there's so much going on in it. There's even like commentary and kind of like our digital, like, like you said, like our digital culture, everyone's on a phone, everyone's texting. I, I really love the way they handled texting. Um, it, it, it was just cause it's a form of their communication. Right. So yeah. some movies kind of, and how we go treat heavy our elderly and everything. Right. Yeah, I mean, there's just so much going on. Like, I really want to watch it again to kind of see 
what other layers there are in the film. So, um, I mean, it comes highly recommended for me. I know that it's been like, people call it like a horror comedy. I wouldn't call it a comedy. It's absurdist, but yeah. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I didn't get like the full on like comedic elements. Like, you know, um, I don't know. I'm trying to think of a, just a horror comedy off the top of my head, but no, it's not a comedy at all. Right. Yeah. There's nothing funny yeah, I mean, about there's, this movie. Yeah, even like the poster, it kind of looks like that. But I was like, "Whoa!" I was whoa, expecting whoa. something more light, like lighthearted. It's not. I mean, there is comedic interaction between the high schoolers that I guess maybe, but it's it's not like trying to be a comedy. Like yeah, there's so much, there's a there lot more going on with black. it. <laughs> yeah, he has the dark, dark, Wolf. dark comedy uh, for sure. So yeah, you guys can watch it on Shutter. Um, I I I think Shutter for me I, at first I kind of wrote it off. I was like, man, this thing's not going to stick around. And they've really um, kind of put their money where their mouth is, and there's so much to explore uh, in Shutter. You know, some of their exclusives, and they've really got some really good ex- exclusives. You know, and um, I'm going anywhere, so man. I'm checking AMC. Out. I I I I know, but I you know. <laughs> fear net went down and all you know all that stuff like you never like, like horror net. exclusive stuff like fucking amc's not going anywhere if kevin man. bacon can't save tremors we can't exactly brooklyn 99 just okay yeah. we can't trust anything right now <laughs> just support everything yeah Wait. yeah but no shutter uh anyway We'll be doing a lot more Shutter stuff, I think, for in in the future, and trying to we're trying to spread the stream screams around Netflix, Shutter, and then Vudu and anything else like that. So even Amazon Prime, I think, has some exclusive uh, shit now. So well, Sequence Break um, is coming out soon. What is it? Sequence Break. What's that? It's a new Shutter exclusive. Grand Skipper. Who um, do you remember watching um, Mind's Eye and Almost Human? The uh, um, oh, Jeff Bezos yeah. films. I guess yeah. so. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. anyways, uh, Graham Skipper. <laughs> uh, he's he's uh, it's his uh, well, he's calling it his directorial debut, but yeah, it's his uh, it's his new big movie, okay. and it's kind of yeah. like um, like Cronenberg meets Stuart Gordon type shit, but like okay. with an arcade. System. Their ideas are always so good. The idea of Almost Human is so good. I, I enjoy it for the most part. The idea of Mind's Eye is so good, but it's just well, like I don't like Mind's something's Eye, missing. But I, I really do like Almost Human quite a bit. I almost. But anyways, Graham Skipper's a different animal. <laughs> I mean, he's just the actor in those movies. But like, oh, this right? Is, okay, you okay. Know, he's, oh, okay. He's directing, wrote and directed right. this. So right. yeah, his movie comes out in a couple, um, a couple weeks. So um, and they just uh, released Downrange, which I cannot get behind whatsoever. Okay, Stephanie, were you trying to say something? I'm sorry, Brad and I just kept rambling. Uh, I apologize. No, I was just muttering to myself insanely. I'm good. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Moving along. Anything else to say about Mon 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 Monsters? Other than uh, no. Give it a watch, everybody. Give it a watch. All right, let's move into our feature presentation. The sequel to one of the best films of 1987, 
1990s, not the gate to, uh, but gate to return to the nightmare, otherwise known as the gate to trespassers. The first time was just a warning. The problem wasn't that we opened the gate. The problem was that we didn't do it right. Demonology. Evil against evil. Interdimensional contact with beings whose power can be used for anything you want. Anything. Stay inside the circle! It's working! This time, it's not coming through your backyard. Get up! This time, it comes through you. (laughs) Gate 2. Return to the nightmare. This is the main feature? Okay. (laughs) (sighs) This was directed by the director of The Gate, uh, Tybor... Tikax. Tikax? <laughs> How do you pronounce that, anybody? It's a Hungarian name. I'm not doing very well pronouncing I think this. TT. <laughs> <laughs> okay. TT. Um. <clears throat> oh man, here we go. So this is uh this is a direct sequel to The Gate, and uh, are there? Is everybody there? Are we okay? Yeah. I'm here. Brad, are you there? Yeah. I heard their microphone moving around. Uh, Lewis Tripp returns as Terrence Chandler, and he was like the neighbor in the gate, right? He was like, a, yeah, he's the black he was, metal guy. Yeah, that yeah. badass heavy metal room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it this this show opens up with him. All right, the other house, the house of his friends or whatever, is basically abandoned. He is. I guess doing seances by himself to try to reopen this evil portal and uh, a few kind of punks kind of interrupt him at one point and uh, the portal does open leaving uh, leaving one of the little creatures. So uh, I've never been able to watch the gate the same again after this. So um, I got to see uh, the gate on 35 um, at Fantastic Fest back in September. And uh, the wonderful and amazing and hilarious uh, and good buddy, good, 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 good friend of mine, Zach Carlson, hosted it. Thank you. Uh, if you don't know who Zach Carlson is, and y'all can just give Everyone up. knows who uh, Zach Carlson yeah, is. Yeah, of course. He's who's that? What's up? Fucking great. <clears throat> he's talking so about he, cool awesome kidding. people. You know, he's just talk, talking about how <laughs> awesome this movie is, and, you know, it still holds up, and it's a lot of fun, and you know, it's like a kid's movie, but it has some really hard shit in it, you know, for a kid's movie. Um, but he said something, and I've, uh, he, but before I say how the reaction happened, I'll say what he said. He said Lewis Tripp, okay, the, you know, little kid in the movie, Stephen Dorff's, you know, we were just talking about him. Um, what's his name? L- uh, Terry? Terrence. Yeah, Terry. Yeah, Terry. Terry. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, 
Terry, Lewis Tripp has the smallest mouth that a human <laughs> being can have. Like the kid yes, can barely true, yeah. open his mouth. Like, <laughs> so every, <laughs> he said that I just started laughing, but then when you watch the movie and you just completely focus <laughs> on this kid's ridiculously small mouth. And it's true. He has the wow. smallest mouth I've ever seen on anybody. And it's hard to watch the gate now without focusing on this dude's little mutant mouth. Oh, God. <laughs> so, um, I mean, I haven't seen the gate too in years. It was one of those things where, um, I, uh, I saw the gate and I fucking loved it. And, uh, you know, I, I left it at that. And then, um, I was doing some searching one night. Uh, it was very young, uh, you know, probably, you know, like 13 or something like that when I was scouring fucking eBay for movies. And, um, there's, there's two movies that always popped up, uh, the gates of hell part two, uh, which still people don't watch, but yeah, they made a sequel to gates of hell part, you know, Fulci's gates of hell. And then they made, uh, the gate two, which the, both of these movies, they would all, they would pop up and they were so expensive, um, on VHS. And when I found out there is a gate two and a gates of hell too, I like fucking flipped out. I was like, Oh my God, I have to see these movies. These are going to be fucking fantastic. So like I saved up like allowance to buy the fucking gate two. And, um, you know, at the time it was like 10 bucks or something like that on VHS, which was ridiculous, uh, at that point in time because tapes were just so cheap. Um, you know, when I was buying them off eBay, it was like fucking, you know, like $20 for a lot of a hundred, like no one fucking cared. Um, now fucking Ghostbusters on VHS is going like for 50 bucks. It's stupid. So, um, I, I bought the gate too, and I spent a lot of money on it and I fucking hated it. I was so mad. <laughs> I was so mad. And, um, uh, years later I, I gave it another shot pulled out the tape again and i i still wasn't into it but i did research it and apparently um uh i was reading this article um where it was an interview with uh with the, is there any interviews with the director yeah on the on the does he talk about how uh it was such uh, a chore to get the film uh done like apparently there was a bunch of production problems yeah, they're and, they're pretty open about everything. Yeah, and it's um, pragmatic Canadians. Well, they they got it because uh, <laughs> they they filmed it like right after the gate. Like, yeah, he did say it, and then that. it didn't get released until like yeah. five years later. Um, and they just had all these production problems, and the movie did very well as a sequel in theaters. Like it, it went to theaters in, um, in, in the nineties and it did fairly well for a horror film. Um, mm. but no one really like talked about it after that. It was, it, he was really surprised that people would remember like five years later, this movie and it's just not a cash grab, but he meant to like release them back to back, you know, like one summer, this one summer that, and apparently there were so many issues uh, with, with the film, I can't remember if it was sound or something like that. And they just, just had a lot of issues production wise. And, um, 
uh, it was just, I, I can't remember what he said the movie made um, at the theater. I'm sure you could probably look it up on box office mojo, but it was like quite a bit of money, like, you know, within like a few million dollars, you know, maybe like three, four million. I can't remember. But, um, you know, I was like, that um, wasn't a direct video movie. That's insane. Um, what did you look it up, Sean? I did. What? It's two million. <laughs> But he did talk about on the interview that they thought they had a a small budget on the gate. It was gigantic compared to what they got cut down to. He basically said, (laughs) you know, instead of seeing the gate and saying, wow, look at what these guys can do with the small budget. Let's give them some more money. They said, hey, look what they can do with a small budget. Maybe they can do something decent with even less. So Uh, I think just comparatively, it made a lot of money. But that's crazy that the movie made $2 million. Like, I mean, and we got to think this is like in the 90s. Or, I mean, we're not talking about like 4,000 screens either. You know, we're talking probably like under maybe 500. When, yeah, it, it when, opened up to in 350 theaters. Yeah, dude, that's fucking crazy. That's, yeah, that's, I wouldn't expect that. Yeah, that's insane. So, I mean, it, it, the interview <laughs> went into the, it was some like mega fan, which I didn't know existed for this movie. Um, <laughs> but um, it was years ago. It was just really interesting. I wondered if they put it out on the, if he was talking about it, just because it was really interesting, the history of the movie and kind of like the, all the hiccups that hit, but still the movie was successful at the end of the day as far as money wise and then it just fell off the face of the earth so yeah it's a the the plot too is very monkey's paw where you can they kind of get you know this little minion grants them their wishes but the wishes don't really go as they hope they would go that was what I liked best in the movie. Like yeah. when they go to the fancy restaurant and live it <laughs> up. That was my favorite scene. Yeah. Stephanie, overall, what did you think of the, of the film? Uh, I love the gate. I love mm-hmm. the gate. Um, this one, it it's fine. It's like a, especially for like the money they had, there are, imaginative things in it there are fun moments definitely i thought the ending was adorable kind of mm-hmm. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> kind of like that the ending felt like it's from a kid's movie strangely um but it just it didn't have that magic spark the first one yeah. had for me um i think maybe the chemistry between that group of friends and the first one made everything else seem even better. And there there wasn't anything like that in this. Um, there were two great lines in it, though. And I wrote them down because I liked them so much. So they're kind of picking on Terry, and they're like, oh, what are you doing, like, Satan shit? And he's like, demonology. <laughs> Satanism is for pussies. That was <laughs> good. And who wait, needs- wait, wait, wait. It's at the end of the movie, right? Because they say something really corny. Well, at the no, end, no, they no, say... That's when he- at the end, they say, who yeah, needs yeah. chicks when you have demons? I'm going to, I'm going to put that as like the, uh, the signature of my emails at work. <laughs> That's a great idea. <laughs> Wait, was that the second one, Stephanie, or did you actually have something else? 
What? Like that, was the, the, that was the second quote. Oh, that was the second quote. Yeah, I remember. I couldn't. I couldn't tell you what it was, but I remember laughing at the end of the movie because it was something funny that was said. Okay, so that's it. Who that's ne- what is it again? <laughs> the craziest thing. Who needs <laughs> chicks when you have demons? God, it's so good. How is that not? <laughs> I mean, a really. Well, I like by? demonology. Satanism is for pussies too. <laughs> Especially yeah. the way he delivers that with the conviction. The small mouth. Yeah. No, I I love like there's he like, has there's like, a few. I'm sorry. He has like prosthetic uh, <laughs> teeth for a scene in this, and now I'm like thinking of this poor kid with his tiny mouth. <laughs> getting, probably like, couldn't get him in there. They had to like surgically remove <laughs> them to get them in. It's like, hey, Lewis, can you put these back in your mouth? Oh man. <laughs> Like everything's a whisper. Four hours. Yeah, everything's a whisper for him because he can't open his mouth. (laughs) It's like they have to dub over. (laughs) They have to dub over everything with him for another actor because he can't open. It's just making up mean shit about the. Oh man, (laughs) what an asshole Brad's being. Um, I was gonna say what I was gonna say was for I was really interrupted by Stephanie. Um, I was kidding. I get a few. But. I I I'm I always love like seances and demonic rituals in movies, and I love his like setup when he when he first get in there. Is he is he in a warehouse or is he is he at that broken down house next door? Yeah, he like breaks into an old house in his neighborhood. Yeah, and uh, he has all set up with his like microphone and everything. And I love when the guy when the, he's interrupted like that scene's great. Um, but yeah, then it kind of goes to a, a, a kind of a it's kind of a little bit of a slog for all. Then you go into like the monkey's paw stuff, um, and then and then the ending. But yeah, I think there's like little like nuggets of fun in here. Yeah, it's only ninety minutes, <laughs> nuggets, so because the nuggets. the quality stuff are the poop jokes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's only an hour and a half. But I think they could probably even edit out like fifteen minutes. You get an hour, a good hour and fifteen film in there. Um, you know, or a good 70 minutes maybe. But, uh, but yeah, if you're curious, I'd, you know, I would, I would recommend, uh, gate two or the gate two or whatever. But, um, but you know, Braddy there. Yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm, Oh, I kept, I kept hearing rustling around. I don't know, don't know what's going on. Jesus, man. Don't yell at me. Sorry, apologize. I'm getting amped up talking about the gate too. <laughs> Scream Factory <sighs> gets his ire up. <laughs> but I, I'm glad this one's out. I know a lot of collectors were waiting on this one, um, but you know, I mean, I don't know if it's don't, don't expect the the first gate. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. But I think yeah, what you said like the first uh, uh, the gate the. The chemistry of the of the characters and like if if you when you were that age like you you would like we would you know seeing like a hole open up in the backyard you know like you can kind of you know think about that as a kid if you're watching that so like that kind of uh, I guess aspect of that aspect of that film I guess brings you into the characters a little more and, and kind of the whole scenario this one like just like. A, a minion for a majority of the film uh who's kind of this granting wishes uh i was like i was a little disappointed when it was just a minion i was like oh they're going there as does just him okay they kidnapped the minion okay so there's like a you know and then i don't know i was a little, little disappointed but now when you bring up the budget and everything it makes so much sense 
But as an oddity, I guess I had a little bit of fun with it. Yeah, maybe. I'll watch it again eventually. <laughs> I've only seen it twice and it's been years, so yeah. Maybe I'll I'll uh I'll give it a shot. All right. Anything any closing remarks about uh, the gate two before we close down the podcast today? Who no. needs a closing remark when you have demons? <laughs> exactly. All right. Uh, I want to thank everyone for listening. Uh, Stephanie, you have some writing on the internet. That's kind of, I don't know, kind of a big deal. What, what if, what's, uh, what's going on with you? And uh, that little website that you posted that Tales from the Crypt article on. Oh, um. I don't do anything that's a big deal, except for this podcast, of course. <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> uh, Where is your happened- Tales from the Crypt article? Because it, it, it is what they call a banger. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's a new column. It's coming out uh, two Tuesdays a month on Dread Central. And I'm just revisiting the series by looking at everyone who worked on each episode behind the scenes. And I'm saying, do they have a horror background? Do they not have a horror background? And how the episode came out with all that in mind. Nice. Very nice. So everyone, make sure you're following Stephanie, uh, which is Scrawfish on the Twitters. And don't miss those those writings because they're fantastic. Uh, Brad's doing a bunch of super secret bullshit that he can't talk about. Uh, fo- you know, I guess follow him on at Brad F. Henderson, I guess. Yeah, it'll, I'll, I'll say something soon. It'll be exciting. Okay. So, all right, yeah. fine. Because technically, all in the I dark. could say something right now. I think. But, um, but was his attitude bad? Because I'll apologize for him. What? <laughs> Were you going to say what it is, but Sean had a bad attitude about it? Because I'll apologize for Sean. So you say <laughs> no, no. I said I could probably say what it is now, but I just, you know, I don't like to say anything until something's just like official. All official. Right. Well, we will wait with bated breath. Uh, head over to thescreamcast.com. Listen to past episodes. You can also hear episodes of Xenopod from the year 5000, which is my science fiction podcast. You can also hear. The Sov Pod, which is Brad and Mike Delaney and other guests, uh, maybe their shot on video podcast um, that's going down there. If you'd like to support the show, you can buy merchandise by clicking on the store link. It'll take you to, the, to take you to the Screaming Pods store. Club Scum members get a twenty five percent discount. Uh, speaking of Club Scum. Click on the Club Scum link. It's super cheap. Become a member of Club Scum. You'll get a lot of surprise little freebies and little insights to things. Um, someday we'll do some bonus podcasting. We've all been so busy. And uh, just, you know, we thank all of you guys for joining Club Scum and, and waiting around for that. I uh, should be doing an episode of Sean's Stack this weekend as my, uh, as my schedule is kind of clearing out. And uh, so look forward to that very soon. Uh, also, there's a little link on the screamcast.com that says Screaming Threads, and that is uh, a bunch of pins that we had made, and uh, Brad is desperately trying to get rid of, so click on Screaming Threads and buy some pins from Brad. Yes. Yes? <laughs> is this the Speria one sold out? That's a lot of no. S's. 
Oh, I love that pin. I get a lot of compliments on that one, everybody. Very nice. Just letting you know. Get that, get that Suspiria pin. <coughs> I can't talk. Spin. <laughs> I go through puberty. Please get that Suspiria. <laughs> get that Suspiria pin. There you go. Over it. All right. Uh, there's a you know, drop us a line if you have any questions, comments, any bullshit about the show. Also, want to thank our sponsors. Make sure you're heading over to grindhousevideo.com when you're searching for the perfect uh, 70s, 80s, or 90s grindhouse classic horror whatever film. Carries all the amazing labels: uh, Arrow, Vinegar Syndrome, Screen Factory, Severin. The list goes on. Uh, I know he just, uh, Mike just had a sale over there and he's made a, a, some, uh, some great prices on a handful of things. So make sure you're checking out grindhousevideo.com. Yeah. I was just there. You know that? Oh, really? Yeah. I went uh, last weekend. I picked up, uh, let's see what I picked up. I picked up uh, the Big Bad Mama. Um, apparently Shout Factory released that on Blu-ray. Oh yeah. Um, picked up the Boneyard, um, new Code Red title. I picked up uh, Make oh, so the County like, Line. They have Code Red in the store. Yeah, that's cool. wow. And um, he's probably fairly, like making zero profit on that because he's yeah. probably buying them directly fairly from cheap. Code Red. I guess it was twenty bucks. Um, and I got. Uh, I heard um, uh, people compare it to Barbarian Sound Studio in. Um, that uh, Toby, I can't remember his last name, but it's called Kaleidoscope. Apparently, huh. it's kind of like a weird uh, Euro horror type thing. So, kind of Perfect. Toby Jones, I think is his name. Yeah, yeah, Toby Jones. But if you haven't seen Barbarian Sound Studio, then you haven't lived. I'm working on it. I need to. I need to watch it. I that have, I've had like the Blu-ray for like so. a year. Uh, if you love coffee, make sure you're checking out Coffee Shop of Horrors. Use the code SCREAMCAST to get 10% off of your order. Uh, their coffee's yummy. I drink Maybe it every I'll day. Maybe I'll just tell Stephanie to watch that because she actually watches it when you tell her. I like, know. Hey, this is cool. Have you seen Barbarian Sound Studio, Stephanie? Mm-mm. I think you would like it. It's a giallo, but it's actually a guy that's scoring a giallo film. Uh, and it's about I'm his. In. Yeah, it's really, really cool. Um, I'll watch. I'll watch it soon, Brad. I promise. Well, I've told you about it for years. <laughs> I don't think it's going to happen. So, uh, big thank you. Can I can I continue? Because it's taking way for, way too long. Uh, big thank you to Wolfman of Mars for letting us use their music in our podcast, as well as uh, I mean, they created the intro, so they are badass. Check them out over at their Bandcamp, WolfmanofMars.bandcamp.com. Huge thank you to Kevin Spencer for designing our look. We'll we will be back next time talking about vinegar syndrome titles. Uh, it's gonna be a couple weeks probably because I still gotta start watching these. We gotta gotta we gotta kind of get through these. Um, so it's gonna be a little bit. You're gonna have a little bit of a break, but uh, but believe me, it's gonna be worth it. I believe Brandon from Vinegar Syndrome is gonna be joining me uh, for a little bit. So keep a lookout for that. Also, check out all the other shows over at ScreamingPods.com. Especially, please listen to Tom Nix's new podcast, Wrestling is Everything. It is fucking amazing. That guy is a guru, and it's a great, it's it's fantastic. All right, that's going to do it for this week's show. Thank you guys for listening. 
Bye bye. Oh, don't tell me you're leaving. The party's just begun. Oh.